pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome back to the Rugby Pod podcast. I'm Andy Rowan tonight. As usual, we're joined by Andy Good and Big Jim Hamilton. Plus, Andy McNear is here today. Uh, welcome to the studio team. Yes, pod, 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 pod. Thanks for having us. Hello. Merry, Merry Christmas. Is, the, is it the last podcast it's, before Christmas? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe. We'll have well, to talk to the boss about that. We've uh, got one more. We've got I'm, one more. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. I'm well, here. Th- what are you saying? Oh, you're the boss. I see. Always. All right. Thanks again to Ales by Mail. Don't forget, you can get your beer delivered to your door. Um, hundreds of ales to choose from, and you can get 10% off everything if you use the promo RugbyPod10. And if you're joining us for the first time, uh, Andy Good has promised to make a comeback if we made it to the number one sports podcast on the charts. And uh, Jim will also come down and coach a team. Uh, so if you're listening, make sure you're, you're sharing everything and making sure all your friends, your family are downloading it on iTunes. And please we're currently don't. number two. Yeah, please don't download it. It won't be pretty. Let's just leave it. Let's just say we had a go. No one wants to see me play rugby again. It's not pretty at all. Waddling around a field, being coached by Big Jim. Uh, Ron playing Atkinson. For, playing for old... Pish Porians. Oh, Pish Porians, fourth team. It's just not going to be fun, is it? I'd like to see it. I'll tell you what, to get up to second in the podcast is impressive. Good effort. Clearly Um, the people want to see it. Exactly. And I'm opposite to Mr. Good. I want us to get to number one, give back to the grassroots game, (laughs) and watch Andy, the belly monster, Good, waddling around a rugby pitch, getting dominated by 16-year-old... 18-year-old fireman and bin men. Mate, there's no chance I'll get dominated because there'll be no contact. I'll be hiding on the wing. I'll just, if you want to score and I play, run at me because you can go right? straight through. Goody, how have you been feeling watching us fly up the rankings this week? Have you been excited that we've been getting so close? No. You're nervous? You just don't give a shit? What, what's you been, what's your feeling? I today? don't want to come out of retirement again. It'll be horrendous. Playing for a third team somewhere in on the worst rugby pitch you've ever seen, uh, I'll just get my head kicked in. So it's been, yeah, listen, honestly, it's great to see us up there uh, got to number two. Uh, luckily, I think we've dropped down to about number three or four now, which is good. But maybe after tonight, we'll go back up. But, we'll boost um, up again. It's good fun. Listen, listen. Hey, if hey, it happens, it happens. Ailes by Mail will be happy. Yeah. Ailes by Mail will be very happy. If you've got a smartphone, it's really easy. You just go to the podcast app and you just go on there and you just download it. It's so easy. You just press subscribe. Fred actually had to do it for me the other day. Oh, really? Yes. Well, you go, oh, yeah. So you just go on iTunes. Yeah. Well, you're my, my podcast on the iPhone. There you go. We're teaching yeah. people how to suck eggs here. People yeah. who listen to podcasts generally know how to download <laughs> Do the podcast. Do not download the podcast. What's been happening this week, guys? Any any news, any any gossip from rugby circles you guys have been mingling in? Jim, I didn't see you on the weekend. I tuned into yeah. Saracen's game. Hey. Will Skelton's here, isn't he? Is that, hey, good, he? Yeah, he's good, wasn't he? He's massive. I'm literally stood next to him in the shower. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I'm you, like, you'd probably beat him at that, would you? Yeah, definitely, mate. I'm like a slipper <laughs> to the conquer. Um, six foot eight. He's not six eight. He's about six six. Um, massive feet. I'm just literally just like, I feel like a skeleton. He's huge. Is it true? Big feet, big? Conkers? Yeah. Conker, man? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so you're me... saying Will, 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 you're, Jim Hamilton has just said Will Skelton is hung like a hamster. Let's, <laughs> let's be clear on this. I said I was hung like a slipper, that's all I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we were both meant to be on the bench and I had to pull out. Well, actually, there was no chance to be playing. There's only, only so many times you can go to the well. Exactly. And my well is literally dusty as hell. And uh, something I had to give. And the calf give. We spoke about the tight calf two or three weeks in a row. Boom. Gone, she went. Hey, you know what they say, that Christmas calf. Chris, they do, we did used to say that in Leicester back in the day, Christmas calf. Or the hamstring hamper. Hamstring. <laughs> so you Good get luck. two weeks off. Exactly. Go wild over Smart Christmas. Move. 
Smart move. So the the big move's off, is it? Or are you playing on? Or you know, you said you you, you can only go to the well so many times. Mentally, um, I'm not quite ready to make a decision on next season. So oh, hopefully, I thought it's time, time for Irish. I thought it's time for Irish. We're so going to get an exclusive again. You're going to have to pass the medical at London Irish now. Or was... Well, mate, I, I guarantee every London Irish player now has to pass a medical. Cheers, After goody. I went there and said, "Nah, not so much." <laughs> <laughs> That's always the worry, isn't it? Yeah. What do you need to do to pass a medical these days, Goody? Um, don't know. Never took one. I always refuse them. <laughs> they just fiddle around with your arms, make sure you've got full range in your shoulders, your knees. No idea. Well, I, I passed the Newcastle one, and it was literally two minutes with a physio. How do you feel? Yeah, a little bit overweight, but let's have a go. And he was like, "Off you go, then you fit." Yeah. Well, you know, when you go to France, you talk about medicals in probably the worst medically professional kind of place to go and play rugby you have to have heart scans yeah. back scans or did you have that back scan where you have to go mri yeah for about half an hour yeah and you've got about an inch between your head and the roof of it it's yeah. horrible so they put you in an mri machine to mri your um, neck and, and your back to see what your discs are like and then your heart and you go there and you got literally flogged like a dead horse so by the time you go in if you actually get to france and get to play you're in decent shape because you've been scanned and you know you're in decent shape. By the time you leave, you're literally crawling out on your hands and knees. <laughs> hey, with a load, with a load of euro notes falling out your back exactly. pocket. Exactly, that's what weighs you down. That's what gives you a bad back carrying that massive wallet. Exactly. There we go. But yeah, that's it. So I was injured this week. I was surprised as many, um, but the boys went on. They did all right. Did all right without me. No doubt. So. I actually tuned in and, and watched watched a game of rugby on the weekend. Well done, you. Yeah, watched uh, Saracens versus Sale. The first half of that. What a sale up to. What was that? Uh, sale are. In their defence, their squad isn't anywhere near as deep as any of the other Premiership teams that are in the Champions Cup. They overachieved, I think, last year in finishing. Did they finish sixth? Uh, yeah, they just scraped in. Just scraped in as the sixth place team to get into the Champions Cup. The quality isn't isn't there as much. And when it, when it's stretched to the limits, and you're playing Saracens, who are hmm. um, bar wasps, the best team in Europe uh, at the minute. Uh, not even a bite there. Not even a bite from. Oh, mate, <laughs> no. um, you know, you, you're going to come up, a, you know, a bit of a hiding, and that's what happened. But, the know, thing Sar- is, well, Saracens had all their top. Top boys back. Yeah. Cruzo. Cruzo's great. Cruzo's you. Farrell. Yeah. You know, all the England boys. Marrow so Richard, yeah. Richard Wigglesworth back in the team after last week. He signed for Toulon, has he? There's a big rumour there this week. I've no idea. No comment. I don't think so. I don't think he there's has. There's chat. He, he's signing for really? Toulon, but he's got another year left at Saracens on right? his contract, but there's rumours of, of. So he could Wiggy. get out of that contract potentially. Who knows? Hey, Goody got out of every contract he played in. So if, if there's a will, play, there's mate, a way. You, exactly. exactly hey, if in doubt, just turn into an absolute. <laughs> put on loads of weight and I'll get rid of you. Um, but yeah, I feel for sale, really. They put Beaumont in the second row, and Beaumont's been their he's best player, player all he? season. I think he's really yeah, good. Player. He's a really quality player. He's come on loads, and he uh, got injured early on, hamstring. And then he was the only line option. So when the sale team came out, and we're obviously planning in the week to play against Ostrakov, Bryn Evans. Big line-out for was Beaumont, so that's three quality jumpers. And then they turn up with Jonathan Mills, who's a good player, a good physical player, but he's not a line-out threat. Shape on him as well, good shape. Hey, from behind. Man from, man he makes from, me look good, mate. <laughs> man Jonathan Mills art. makes me look slim. Man from me, me own art. And then obviously Beaumont in the second row. Uh, and then they've got Seymour, they lose Beaumont. And then there you go, lob the ball in. Where's it going? Straight into Marrow's hands. Man of the match again. Man of the match. How good was Marrow? I told you. Yeah, that how that when he held that guy up in like the first in that first twenty oh, minutes. So good. Marrow. Hey, Kelly will kill me <laughs> if I let you carry on with that nonsense. The comments at such cheap commentary. Who was it? Kelly Brown turned him over. No, no, he was a cheap comment. Was it Stuart? Are you going at Stuart Barnes again? Yeah, what's the fallout being yeah. like that from Stuart Barnes? I mean, you you ripped into him last week. Yeah, well, I've heard his job's on the line now, off the back of that. 
<laughs> so here's hoping. No, I feel, I did feel a bit, bit bad about that. We're not here to open people up, but oh my word, he's awful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've got a shout out to Kelly Brown because I text him actually after the game. Normally we have a little bit of banter and we talk. Uh, Sappuccino. Sappuccino. We yep. moan the life out of it, but he was class at the weekend. So if there's any any clubs listening out there, championship or above, he tells me. He still he wants to play on, does he? I thought I've, he was going to be academy coach. Yeah, here. but he didn't realise he was turning people over for fun. Yeah, true. So there we go. And we've got our Andy McNear in here today, uh, who's going to be on our social media uh, desk and the, the news desk. So uh, I mean, have you got any updates for us? Any Got a few updates. I mean, uh, rugby journalists had an orgasm last night whenever Nigel Owens tweeted about uh, football players getting cited um, for diving. And he, he had a massive go at Stuart Hogg this time last year on the... Uh, yeah, uh, the World Cup, uh, in the World Cup yeah. for, for diving. But uh, Keith Bradshaw sent in a question saying, should players uh, start getting cited for uh, simulation, for diving? Hashtag pray for Pascal. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. meant to be some sort of enforcer. He was an enforcer, wasn't he? In Absolute game. shambles. Yeah. About. Getting slapped by, um, what was his name? Some Edinburgh player. I'm guessing it's going um, to be in the Burley. good, the bad, the ugly, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, mm. it is. It is it but is. We, we could probably yeah. just cover Phil, that off now. Yeah, Phil um, Burley. Because that... That was a disgraceful, disgraceful act. Just Very French, though, wasn't it? Mate, you, you don't need French. to do that. He's just acting. He's simulating. Mate, just, uh, like you're there, it's soft, mate. It's shocking. I tell you what, though. Let, let's touch on it because he ain't listening to the show. There's no chance he's listening to the show. Like, hopefully, he is because, mate, you don't do that. Like, it's a disgrace. The thing is, if if it'd be, mate, oh, it wouldn't. Not if you're even, even if you're a back. I'm going to say if it, if you're a back and you do it, it's maybe. You know, get away with them. I'm not too sure if he's captain, but he's been captain of France. Mm. He's six foot six. He's an ambassador for Adidas, ambassador for all these different companies, and he's there getting, you know, yeah, he dived, got slapped. He got slapped the didn't he? A little slap. Phil Burley, not, not even it. a slap. It was a push to the face, and, and then he stayed down as well. He's gone down like he's been absolutely shot. There's no place for simulation at all um, in the game, and you'd hope that Pascal Pape has been absolutely rinsed by his teammates, or you know, the club itself has said, Hold, "Hang on a minute." That's not the spirit of rugby. Um, yeah, fine, and we'll do something to it. You know, it's ridiculous. Pathetic, right? Uh, David Wilson says, um, Jim, have you any advice for Marrow for keeping his feet on the ground? Um, not sure what he's advice. Oh, he's obviously anything. with the year that he's had, the two years. And I don't want to keep blowing smoke up him because he's... It's all you, though, wasn't it? You're coaching him. Yeah, so basically... You've done a really good job with him. Yeah, it's a legacy. <laughs> it's a legacy that I'm leaving to the game. And a coach once told me that... You're obviously only borrowing the jersey, mm. and you know you're obviously lending that jersey out. So I'm lending him the jersey. You're leaving you know. it in a better place. Exactly. But look, he's a quality player. But away from that, he's he's a really really good lad. He's well educated. He's from a good family, working class family. Um, I think he'll be okay. There's, there's got to be something wrong with him though. Uh, As in, you know, he can't be that good. You know, that strong, that that powerful. Hardly ever losing games. He's got to have something within the Saracens camp. They've got to have some bit of banter on him. It's called he's the pearl. To... Um, Mate, he hasn't. I'd seriously, I've, I've got I'm, nothing. If I did, I could make something up and say he's got a conker, but... Hung like a squirrel. I'm not. He hasn't, he hasn't <laughs> drank yeah. any Tell piss. Me. Or Tell me. Nothing. Does he nothing, drink? Nothing. Well, we're going to Austria for a couple of days uh, before Christmas, so I'll see if he's impartial to doing the whale. I'll try and get him that. <laughs> get him on video and uh, obviously get a few followers off the yeah, back of that. Head of a player. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a really big game coming up on December 27th between Harlequins and uh, Gloucester. So uh, we're now joined by Scotland and Harlequins wing uh, Tim Visser. I'm Visser. Visser. It's Jim. Hello, big Seamus. How are you? So Visser, the games that you've Quins have lost. Um, I bet you didn't play in them ones, did you? 
No, no. The only one I played in that we did win was Saracens, mate. We oh. <laughs> <laughs> I played in that one, no doubt. Uh, this, is Saracens the biggest game for Quinns or what? Because when you when you won that game, it was like you won the cup final, mate. Embarrassing mate, one, you've yeah. said this to me already. Um, it is, it is, it is a big game for Quinns. I think uh, I didn't realise this when I, I came down, but it, you know, it's it's almost similar to to the Edinburgh Glasgow derby. I think um, Saracens are. The oh, come on, mate. That's the Mickey Mouse Pro Twelve. No one cares about that, do they? <laughs> oh, here we go. Classic. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it is. I, mean, I think it is. There, there is some real rivalry between the two clubs, and you know, with Saracens doing so well. Uh, recently in the last what five ten years three years a big I've been there three okay so since you joined was it <laughs> um, yeah they are a big opponent definitely good stuff and Schwiss Schwiss yeah, can we explain Schwisser? Uh this shall I explain it or not oh, I'll explain it so basically Tim Visser is obviously Viss's name, but because he's a shit lad, we call him Schwiss. <laughs> yeah, well, you got a little bit of context here. We basically call anyone that's a shit lad with an S in front of him. Well, Scottish, right? Shamish. Yeah. Shim. Yeah, Shim or Scoody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Viss, mate, what's happening off the field? I'm on Instagram. I'm doing my own bit. I'm posting pictures of the dogs and pictures of the missus, and you're there posting pictures half naked in Beyond Beyond <laughs> boxers. You're in magazine. Come on. You, mate, we're not talking. We, we know you like talking yourself up, but what are you doing off the field? Uh, mate, I'm doing a variety of things. I'm currently studying very hard to. Uh, mate, forget the studying. All right, come on. What are you doing? Uh, mate, I've started. I've started doing a little bit of modelling, left, right, and centre. Oh, oh that's that's disgusting! No, it's not something I'm. Gloves? What are we are gloves, socks. What is it? What is it? What are you modelling? No, it's just a variety of things. To be honest, it's uh, a lot of catalogue stuff. So stuff like Debenhams. Um, you know, they do they do a sort of like a tall and mighty range. Oh, Debenhams. And I'm not even that tall, Seamus. Well, why the hell am I not doing that then? Oh, uh, mate, they they said they didn't like the look at your face. To be honest. Well, that's yeah. all right. My rigs are right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's mate. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's basically it's the easiest job in the world. You stand there, look grumpy, um, for an hour, take a few pictures in various clothes, and that's the end of it. And um, I'm particularly good at looking grumpy. And to be fair, you would be good at it as well. Mate, get me in. I'm keen as mustard, mate. You've seen. There's only so many times you can go to the well, mate, and I'm, my time's up, really. No, um, mate, I feel you. So, Shavis, so off the back of that, so you do modelling. What are you doing for Beyond Beyond, the boxers? Uh, well, are they Dutch John brand? Borg, uh, one of the, um, they're obviously you know the brand owned by by the ex tennis player, but their biggest market is worldwide is Holland. Um, I signed up with them to be uh, an ambassador for the brand uh, in Holland, but also uh, to try and get more present in the UK. They're actually now in London as well, and they're trying to expand more into the UK. So I'm trying to help them a little bit with that. Jim was just telling us earlier that you roomed together at one stage back in the day. Yeah. Um, right? How I was that? Well, mate, you sl- slept naked. That's what I remembered. <laughs> Jim watching barred up, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> was it in America? In Texas, mate, it's irrelevant anyway. We've definitely shared a room because yeah, I, I sleep naked and you sleep naked as well. It just felt like we, two we pieces in the a, pod. Hey, we do have a picture of Jim sleeping naked. Oh, jeez. Mate, there's probably a few pictures of me sleeping naked. Uh, the, the, yeah, there was a few slongs in that room at one point. Yes, there was. Beyond, beyond. Bring us in, mate. Slongs. <laughs> Listen to you two, Scott. Plastic Scots talking about how big you are. Pathetic. Mate, exactly. It's embarrassing. Look at us. You say uh, a few like it was more than just you two in there. Yeah, slong fest. Mate, yeah. Scott Tom doing. Evans. Well, was Jeff, Tom Evans was there. Tom Evans. Jeff Cross? Jeffrey Bungle. Jeffrey yeah, Bungle, now there's a character. 
Well, he likes to make as well. <laughs> yeah. Tim, there's there's been question marks over your uh, Scottish heritage over the years, and, and and that's no different to to Jim. So we've actually come up with a, a little game, a little quiz for you both. It's called Jim or Tim. I couldn't come up with anything else, and it, it rhymed. So, Schwiss, uh, got... I haven't seen any of these questions either, mate. So I we... know, but can we just stop here for a second? At least, Jim, you you've got some real connection to Scotland, right? Yeah, my dad's Scottish. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I'm I've just done the residency road, so I I I don't feel like I'm in the same position. True. As Jim. I feel yes, like you know, Scottish. Definitely, definitely, definitely not. Do you, do you wear a kilt, Tim? Do you wear Do you wear a kilt post game? Yeah, uh, yeah, I have done. Yeah. I thought that was to do with your family heritage and all stuff. Like that. What, what, what kilt was it? What? Yeah, it was the World Cup kilt, mate. The World oh, Cup edition. There we go. There oh, you made it to the World Cup. Yeah. Sorry. So you got so you got through the the infamous uh, Vern Cotter training kit, Re- Rabbit Gate. Oh, I did. Yeah. Is this the one where where Jim released a barrage of of media? Exactly that. <laughs> Basically, Shvis, you make front pages. I was there. Yeah, you make front pages in in underwear. I make front pages through slander. Um, ex-coaches. <laughs> All right, so I've got five questions here. Uh, right. The first person um, to say their name, Jim or Tim, will get to answer the question. So okay. the first question, here it is. What is the tenth word of O'Flair of Scotland? Say it out loud. Fuck me. Oh. Jim, your. No. Shit. So, so can we, do I get another go? Uh, no, Tim, it's free, you... free now to Tim. Light. Oh, that yeah, is correct. Yeah, yeah, All the time in the world. It's meant to be quick. <laughs> it is. So we've got one nil. That's hardly a Scottish. That's just a cl- you know. That's the, that's you the, anthem know the anthem that neither of you know because okay. you're not Scottish. Or Flowery Scotland. Who played William Wallace in the movie Braveheart? Jim. Jim? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson. Oh. Do we give him half yeah, a point? No, he's got eight. 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 One. Okay. Well, Kelly Brown got stuttered. One or one or one. How many times has Scotland won the Grand Slam? Jim. Tim. Just Jim. Just Jim. Once. Nope. Three times. Oh, oh, you, oh, you didn't let Tim answer. Yeah, but he gave the answer and was wrong. Give, so. You've got to give me that one. I never got a chance to answer. Yeah, but you, last time you gave it oh, to me. Mate, shocking, yeah. mate. Shocking. Sometimes Next so. one. No points for that. We'll come back. One all. We, could, we might have to have a bonus one after One this. all. Scotland's first game of the Six Nations this year is against Jim. Two. Ireland. Correct. Tim, mate, you've got to speed up, son. Quick on the, on the field. Okay, so it's currently 2-1. Tim was going to say to it Jim. to me, he just said. Good honesty, mate. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. <laughs> the final question to find out who is more Scottish out of Jim and Tim. Well, no, it's two one. Yeah. So uh, we could we could even yeah, it up okay. here. Yeah. To find out who is more Scottish, Jim or Tim, what is the Dutch name for fisherman? Jim. Tim. Jim. Van der Klecker. No way. No way did he get that. He said, "Stop, stop, Van der Klecker." Uh, He's wrong. <laughs> Tim, over to you. It's- yeah, that's correct. What Visser? The answer is Visser. Stop, answer stop, is Steve Visser. McLaren. I, I like this team. We're a great team. You sound German. All right, so we've got uh, we've got a bonus round. This is the this is the what do we call it when we're the um, the Goody sudden bonus. death the, the sudden death Goody round. Yeah, uh, where Goody comes up with a question for either of them. It can be about anything to find out who is the most Scottish out of Jim and Tim. Okay, uh, who is the most Scottish out of Jim or Tim? Who was born closer geographically as the crow flies? Oh, hello. Oh, hello. To Scotland. Where were you born, Seamus? Um, I was born in an RAF hospital close to Swindon. It was not very Scottish. You? Where were you born? Yours is no, weird, isn't it? Vandervert or something? No, I was in, I was in Hilversum, close to Amsterdam. Oh, the Amsterdam. Right. Let's Google it now. Is that near the coast, We've got our news and social media man who's should have Googled it about half an hour Is ago. Is it near the Van der Klacken? <laughs> <laughs> That's not actually a word. Schwiss, you telling me that 
Van der Glackerlicken isn't a word. <laughs> no, but if I, were, if I were to give it a nationality, I would put it somewhere between Scandinavia and Germany. Mate, true, because Kolskin always told me that he is fluent in German, and he used to say, Das ist die Kukutaschen, die ein ploppe Schlaffe, die Schlaffe, die ein ploppe Schlaffe, die Schlaffe. Sorry, Tim, yeah. what's the name of the town again? Hilverton. Yeah, got it, right. So you guys are, you guys are facing uh, uh, Gloucester at Twickenham um, the big on, game. on the 27th. There's still tickets to that. It, it is a big game, isn't it? That was yeah. the repeat of last year's game, wasn't it? One of one of Jim's 15 clubs, is it? Yeah, mm. there we go. Repeat like, it was a cracking game last year, actually. How excited yeah, do you was, guys get? Was, a... um, I ripped my hamstring off the bone. No, actually, not off the bone. In the first 20 minutes, so it was a bit disappointing, but it actually was a hell of a game for a spectator. There was something like... Oh, she's caught 36 think, all. Yeah, 37 all, I was going to say. So, Quinch did not win because she went off injured, right? Yeah, and no, actually, to be fair, I had a great two tear in my hamstring after that. So, I was actually out for about nine weeks, which was a shame. But it's, I mean, it's an incredible experience. It's, I've heard there's something like 70,000 tickets have sold already. Really? And, you can still get tickets for it. If yeah. you go onto the Harlequins website, you can still get tickets. And just but it was uh, it was incredible last year. You know? Anyone that's ever ever played it or been to Twickenham, I guess, uh, can vouch for it. But we 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 have incredible support at Queens. I remember there was a, there was a tunnel of supporters all the way from the stoop to Twickenham, and when we actually got to the game. Um, it felt like an international. There's just so many Quinn supporters there. Um, it's it, it's fantastic. How hard is it with it being so close to Christmas? I mean, you guys can answer this as well. I mean, playing a game that close to Christmas. I know you guys do it a lot over here, but it must be it must sort of take a bit of a shine off Christmas Day for you. I know everyone else sort of likes to get on the uh, beers, and you guys not for Goody, not for me, mate. Just not crack on. Same old, same old. Drink, drink hard, eat hard, right? <laughs> But yeah, it does. It does kind of take the shine of it a little bit. I've been uh, unfortunate slash fortunate enough to be injured during Christmas once or twice, which which is well brilliant for uh, <clears throat> for that kind of period. Well but it's, um, it is it is tough because you don't really get to celebrate Christmas. We actually, to be fair, we play uh, we play a game on the first of January this year, which is an absolute killer as well. We've got to go Worcester away, um, which is which is tough. You know, New Year's bells ringing on the. Late at night, and you're playing a game the next day, which uh, that is tough. Which never easy. Yeah. So, exactly, quick, just a quick question: We're talking about Quinns, talking about the big game. We're talking about you playing the wing, playing actually really well for Quinns this year. Um, <clears throat> your other winger, your fellow winger, Marlon Yard. Is it true that no one in the Harlequins team at all ever speaks to Marlon Yard? That's a yes. Yeah. Yes. what you're saying that it is Marlon Yard. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, anyway, we, don't we have the it. results of who is the most Scottish out of Tim or so Jim. So it's two all gone into the tiebreak. The results are in. And uh, Tim, you were born in uh, Herversham. How- no, no. How, How far it again? was it? How far was it? <laughs> <laughs> As the crow flies, it is 457 miles. Okay, right. from Scotland. Swindon. No, yeah, from Edinburgh or Scotland. From the border. So I put in Carlisle. Okay. Carl, you know Carlisle's England, right? Well, yeah, but it's at the border, you so it's like... Don't ever confuse well, Scotland well, with England. Yeah. <laughs> England's a much better place. 315. Oh, You're eat, we man! <laughs> <laughs> You're eat, pal! Cheers, Viss! Oh, fantastic, man. I didn't actually expect anything else. <laughs> thanks, thanks very much for coming cheers, on the Viss. show good today, Vissa, and uh, good luck for that game on the 27th of December. Yeah, uh, no, cheers, guys. Cheers, Tim. Stop, stop. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you later. Um, so the the Champions Cup uh, roundup, we'll just have a quick look at that. A big um, big result for the, the Pro 12. 
teams, Goody. I mean, you're a big fan of the Pro yeah. 12. Do you know? I mean, do you know what the Pro 12 teams did well, didn't they? And you've got you, you know you've got to say Glasgow away at Racing, well done. Munster smashing Leicester at, at Tumman Park, well done. The, the Pro 12 teams did well, but they're all fresh. They're, they're all fresh. They're all fresh. That's fresh right. But the Pro 12 champions, how did they get on? They went to Coventry, didn't they? Went to play the Mighty Wasps. Is that all you want to talk Got about? Got their Giddy? asses handed to them. See you later. <laughs> See you later. No, but they, listen, interesting they, spin they, on uh, it. Yeah, but I tell you what, how well are Munster playing? Yeah, can't wait for this weekend now. Seeing Munster at Welford Road, you know, cockers will be going wild in Leicester. The the Munster forward pack, CJ Stander, how good was he? He was awesome. Yeah. He's had a Mun- great year so far. Munster hasn't pack he? absolutely dominated Leicester's pack, which but doesn't normally happen. I can't see it changing though. Well, no, I can't Mate. actually either. But then, strange things have happened. I remember when we were at Leicester years ago, we went over to Ravenhill, got our, our arses handed to us by Ulster. I wasn't playing. So that's okay. Did yeah, I don't think I, I definitely weren't playing. So they they put, say, 40 points on us or 30 odd points on us to nil, something like that at Ravenhill. Fast forward a week, back at Welford Road, we do exactly the same to them. So can't wait for the atmosphere will be electric at Welford Road. Who, always, do you think, who do you think will win? I think Munster will win. I generally do. There's yeah, no Dan Cole. Um, you talk about the, the battle of the scrum halves, Connor Murray against Ben Young's, the best two scrum halves in the Northern Hemisphere at the minute. Head Possibly the world, the way people are talking about those two players, the form that they're in. Yeah, well, Aaron Smith might have a point seven. He's got yeah, off the and ball. TJ Piranara, but I mean, as far as form yeah. goes right now, those oh, two. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I don't um, think you can judge it on that, though. Imagine playing behind uh, oh, no, CJ yeah, Sanders at the weekend, yeah. front foot. So, so Connor Murray had an absolute armchair ride. Uh, ben mm. Young's didn't. He, his pack was going backwards. But you know, you talk about rumours in the in the in the game, and Cockers has come straight out after the game and bagged Leicester's kick in. Yeah, you can't kick ball like that to Munster. They'll take advantage. Basically, pointing the finger at Freddie Burns, Ben Young's, um, Owen Williams a little bit. And there's chat of George Ford going to Leicester as well, isn't there? So uh, I don't think he suits Leicester. No, I don't think he does the way they play, but I know he's Why not? a lot of good mates there. I, ju- I just think Leicester but Aaron need... Aaron Major's trying to change yeah. that, isn't he? Well, this is the thing that Goody said. Leicester need, mm-hmm. I think, someone like a bigger, someone like that, who's a tough bugger, who's a very good kid, who's renowned for being an out-and-out kicker, up-and-unders, who can play a premiership-style game. I'm not saying Ford can't, by the way. I'm just talking about a Leicester 10. I, I just think, I understand what you're saying. Freddie Burns has been outstanding yeah, for yes. Leicester over the last few weeks. I think their pack is... Getting hosed. Getting hosed. When Dan Cole doesn't play... Yeah, the pack get ho- gets hosed week in week out. There's no massive monster ball carriers. There's no fear factor. Well, this is what uh, I was speaking to my my best mate Ravo, Ravo's arm Ravo's today arm. about it, and we're saying so the back row. I tried to name the back row still in the game. O'Connor, who played eight for them? McCaffrey. It was McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Imagine Leicester with a, a Falatown or someone like that yeah. playing. It gets yeah. them on the front foot. Anyway, we can talk. We're obviously very biased about Leicester and want them to do well. So um, struggling, they yeah. are. When you you. Talk about playing the list away. Um, I don't know what the Saracens' way is, but I've heard commentators talk, talk about how how well they're playing and how they're playing a, almost a different style of football from usual. Um, I, I can give I you a tiny bit of insight. So you talk about defence in a kicking game, that, that, and I'm sure the coaches won't mind me telling it. it might be interested to the listeners, but you know you get them things right and you manage. We talk about managing our energy. If you play like Leicester, doing that middle third, and you're going through ten or fifteen phases. Sports science stats tell you, by the time you get into the 22, if you make it that far, you're absolutely fucked. So by the time you get in there. But if you manage your energy in your own 22, in your exits, Mm. you get to halfway, then you can start making decisions. And if you marry up an attacking game with a kicking game, and you've got the energy to make them decisions, and you've got the players with the skill set to do that, 
you're obviously going to be more devastating. Mm. It's, 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 yeah. it's the All Black way, though, isn't it? People think the All Blacks play this magical brand of rugby. They kick it, and the stats have come out, they actually kick it a lot more than... They kick it more than any team in the any world. Any other team in the world. Yeah, they're the best team in the world. So, you know, you've got to marry up. And a decent, as Jim said, amazing hearing that from a second row who just bends over and pushes the scrubs. <laughs> how, rugby should, how rugby should be played. I love but that. That's the thing. Maul, in, tr- maul until yeah. the cows come home, eh? Exactly. That's, that's interesting insight. So, during half time, do you guys look at how you've been managing your energy? Well, is it, is it, Jim is it, sits on a bike. Stretching. Exactly. But look, it's not. It's, in, it's it's inbred into the guys now that we train like that. We train the way that we play. So when you get into a game, any situation, we know what we're doing. So we know if we're having an exit and something doesn't go right, a ball's dropped, we get smashed behind the gain line. We know exactly what we're looking to do. Whereas you look at other teams, they're offloading. Wasps have got the, the players to do it, mm. I think. So Wasps play that style of game, and we played them in the semi-final of Europe last, last year. Last year, yeah, at Reading. All week, so we've got 65 points put on us in the, in the season, albeit we had the Shags, we had the second team playing. Did you play? I did. Yeah, there we go. Um, I touched Nathan Hughes as he went over the line. <laughs> but basically, they scored from anywhere, willy-nilly. So we said in the semi-final, Wasps will run it from the kickoff. We need to stop them doing it. Lo and behold, the first kickoff, they scored they've scored they? straight yeah. from the kickoff because they've got the quality of players to do it. Whereas Leicester, you're kind of in a catch-22, aren't you, going back to there? You've got guys... I mean, I rate Coley and I rate Tom Youngs and Marcus Erzer and Mullapol. Marcus Erzer passed it. A bit, yeah, OK. Uh, Ed Slater, these guys, I rate them highly as premiership players, but they're not the players to do that, play that game. Mm. They're not the type of players to play like uh, Rotalic. But anyway... But anyway. Hey. Should we go on to another game? Yeah, we talk about Glasgow. Can we talk about There's a Glasgow? couple of Do you want to talk about Glasgow? from social media. Oh, okay. Um, oh, he's back. So, <laughs> yeah, who's the lad in the corner? Yeah, all right. uh, Rob Sturgis. Rob Sturgis, have I got that right? Andy, how do you do your ungodly offloads? How do I? I, I don't. I, 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 how did you? Why is the belly swerve and then flick it out the back door? <laughs> With the gloves on. With the gloves, mate. It's the samurai gloves. Samurai gloves, ball sticks, and then bang, it's gone. Uh, Glenn Southwell from Facebook says, uh, get yourself up to Barker's for a game, Goody. Barker Butts, Butts. That's, that, that's where Jim and I started, well, Barker Glenn, Butts in Coventry. So Would you Glenn, consider Glenn, go back there? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, if we get to number one, or if someone wants to donate 20 grand to the so I know, some Foundation, yeah. I might think about it. So I know Glenn Southwell. He's a Barker stalwart. I think he went to Broad Street on the Neaton for a bit. Tough as nails. You talk about Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> that's the other thing. If I do come out of retirement and play in one of these games... Surely I'm just going to get filled in. There's no video ref, there's no bands, there's no referees to look after you. There'd just be a scrap. Well, that's what we want. So no, if, we don't. It, if this does happen and the first person to scrap Goody, oh, we shouldn't say this in the podcast, <laughs> and, and knock him out, I'll get you a signed Scotland ball. All right, I said it. Yeah, I'll no, get no. you a signed Scotland no, ball. Well, there's another promise that you have to keep. Uh, Lee Linelli, I don't, I don't know if I've got that right either. It says, Curtly Beale's yellow card seemed ridiculous when you see him see he's fallen into the tackle. Have refs stopped thinking for themselves? Man of the harsh? match, actually. Man of the match, wasn't yeah. he, for Wasps? Yeah. Um, How do you guys feel about that? What, first, man of the match or the yellow card? Both. I listen, it was his first game. He played all right, but he shouldn't have got man of the match, in my opinion. Why not? Joe Launchbury was head and shoulders above any other player in that field at the weekend. In attack, in defence, he made breaks out of his own 22. He scored a try around one in from 20 metres. He got three or four turnovers five metres out from Wasps' defensive line when Connacht were on top, looking to score when the game was close. Curtly Beal played well. You know, everyone's raving about the 2v1 pass. That You know, that's a back should just be able to do that. Well, I didn't watch the game, so why, why did they give him man of the match? Because it was his first game, and he played reasonably well. Um, and he scored. And he scored a try from three metres out when he just barrelled over someone. And it's a talking point for television to say, yeah, you know, how great he was. And it, 
you know, builds the viewers, etc. Listen, he played he played pretty well, but you're talking man of the match, the best player on the field by far, Joe Launchbury. You wanted to talk about Glasgow before, Jim. Well, I just think it was good to touch on it. What a massive win against finalists of the Champion Cup before. I've, I've got it up here just to get the... was a very uh, good the, win, to the, be fair. The exact score. Um, Gregor Townsend. What a coach. Should mate. be Lions, man. Exactly. He said no, hasn't he? He's just given it not so much. Well, 20, what yeah. I was just going to say, 23-14 over there. That's, that's, that's a great a, win. That's a huge there. win. Yeah. And it just shows you, I mean, the, the top 14, we spoke about it before, but in terms of they have no structure, you know, whereas Glasgow, the complete opposite, a very structured team, probably a little bit Saracens-esque in the way that they play. You know, they've gone there and won comfortably mm. and it's wide wide open now. Glasgow will beat... Glasgow and Munster, isn't it? Yeah. To, to see a win. Glasgow will beat Rassen at the weekend. Yeah. Let's move on to the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. Is, uh, if you haven't listened to the show before, this is where Andy Good uh, runs through what's been good, what's been bad and what's been ugly in rugby over the last week. Well, there's so much good or good about the game this weekend, wasn't there? So many good games. You know, let's let's touch on sevens. Uh, how did the Kiwis get on, mate? Mate, you don't give a shit about sevens. <laughs> no, I do. England, you don't England give a shit about sevens. We've beaten Fiji, the Olympic champions in the semi-final, and then duffed up the hosts in the final. So you've got to give them a shout-out. The England boys go to Cape Town, win the sevens. Dan Norton, outstanding. Another good thing, James James Haskell is alive. Anyone see this? I saw this on YouTube, yeah. So basically, James Haskell said he's been uh, trawled on Twitter and Facebook, people saying he's died of a steroid overdose and, you know, he's (laughs) he's not... He's he's basically dead. So he's come out and done a video saying he's alive. Interestingly enough, he set the video up saying that he was dead. Oh, Um, no doubt. He put the rumour out. It was just a PR stunt. Yeah, it was PR, because he's getting no press at all because he's injured and he always likes to be the face of everything and in the media. He's put it out there and done a self-video saying, don't worry, everyone, I'm alive. Do you not ask? No one cares, but it's good you're alive. But now we're talking about on the second most listened sports podcast. So he succeeded. So he has succeeded, but he had to get himself out. We'll try and cut cut Um, that out. You go again, the good good launch Bruce performance. We we just touched on that. And Curtly Beal making his debut. Great to see him playing. Rob Kearney's performance for Leinster, how good was that? Back to his Lions days uh, in 2009. Glasgow, they went over in Paris. Munster, you know, absolutely dominating Leicester, but it's got to go to Ulster. We've got an Ulsterman in the room. Oh. How good was that game? That's one of the best games I've seen in a long time. Against we were uh, fantastic, Claremont. Yeah. They were I didn't see it. But, but do you know what? Individually, what? Charles Piertel. I think he's the best player in the Northern Hemisphere right now. Any position... Charles Piertau is absolutely tearing up trees, and yes, he's a Kiwi. Oh, well, was it, it was lucky to have him at Ulster, to be fair. Um, that try when he just dummies, does Scott Spedding on the outside, then steps to cover. He's just phenomenal. So, the good, Charles Piertau. I think I'd do Scott Spedding on the outside. <laughs> and the bad. Uh, the bad. There's a fair few bad things this weekend, wasn't there? Anyone see Brian Habana's absolute spooner off his shin, the kick? Yeah. Have a little Google of <laughs> that. That was like mine. I did one kick in my career for yeah. the Barbarians against Scotland. We lost, of course, I was playing. Uh, as in the Barbarians did. Straight off the shin. He was devoured, weren't he? Yeah, he was devastated. So he's got so much time just to clear his lines from his 22. Uh, not under pressure at all, off his shin, and it goes about 10 metres into touch, just in front, along the deck. Embarrassing. But the funniest thing about that is he's looking at his hands after, like like the ball's fallen out of his hands <laughs> yeah, or something yeah, like terrible, that. Terrible, so. terrible. Anyone see the Scarlets, the, the medic running in between? Lee Halfbunny's taking a, a conversion. The medic run, runs between the ball and Lee Halfbunny. Well oh, no. That was pretty bad from the, the Scarlets medic. Pascal Pape's dive, we talked about that. That's pathetic. Oh. Big second rows have gone soft, haven't they? One of the worst things I've seen. That was pretty bad. But for me, Fiji rugby have embarrassed themselves a bit. Why? Uh, Ben Ryan, acting now as a bit of a pundit on the sevens, has come out and criticised the Fijian rugby union, talking about 
players are owed money and you know the, the structure's not there since he's left. And this is nothing new in Pacific Island rugby. No, Samoa's have had the same problems as well. Yeah, but here's Ben Ryan who you know got has given, an island. Got given an island for <laughs> winning the Olympics. Um, you know he's doing punditry work. He's got every right to be able to say, you know, when he's questioned, why were Fiji so good at the Olympics and what's happened now since you've left? Gives his opinion. The Fijian Rugby Union have come out and just bagged him completely and said he's got to move on. It's not his team. He's got no idea what's happening, blah, blah, blah. And it's just a bit embarrassing, really. Um, Fiji haven't won either of the first two legs of the sevens. And, you know, they're in a worse state because Ben Ryan's not there. And, you know, structurally and politically, there's big issues there. So, Massive issues, like more issues that we could possibly try and delve into on this show. Yeah. The bad will go for Fiji, the, the Fiji Rugby Union for feeling to have to put out a statement and to slag off Ben Ryan, which wasn't nice. And then the ugly... There's, only, there's two things here. A couple of red cards at the weekend. Three red cards, wasn't there? Um, we talked about <coughs> Phil Burley's one, which was pathetic. But David Kubriashvili uh, from Montpellier, anyone see that? Shoulder charge in the face of uh, one of the cast players. But the only thing to talk about, we've not touched on it yet, England captain Dylan Hartley, what are you doing? Swing an arm to the face. I know Sean O'Brien's going down a little bit, but there's just no need to even do that, is there? Jim, Jim, you know, Jim, you've been around the game, you're rough and tumble, you throw your weight um, around, but I've it's got just mindless. I've got to be careful how much I say. <clears throat> I couldn't believe, I, I can't say too much because I'm still playing. But The success it was, it of it. Was, it was, uh, yeah, it's one of the worst things I've seen in a long time. For, for, you know, England captain, he's had four brilliant weeks as England captain, go back to your club and comes on six minutes on, tries to make a physical impact, but you're swinging arm, you know you can't do it. Does that change anything with Eddie Jones because with in, in um, Hartley's role as England captain? Because we knew, and Eddie Jones would have known before he made him captain, that he's always sort of had this in him. Yeah, I don't think it changes anything for Eddie. I think Eddie loves his character. Um, the, the question becomes, I think there's eight weeks till the Six Nations begins. I looked into it a little bit. Mid-range, the offence for a swing and arm to the face is about eight weeks, I think. And then, obviously, on top of that, if you've got previous disciplinary issues, they might chuck a few more weeks on. So, you know, the only question is, I've got no doubt Eddie Jones will pick him if he's available and not banned. But um, if he gets banned, he could get 12 weeks or whatever. That's when the question comes in. I've seen a lot of press being flown around on social media about him damaging his uh, Lions Okay. Um, no, is it, is it way too, too early for that? Way too early. Way too oh, early. I think he has. You think he has? Well, he well, didn't get on the last one, did he? Was he banned for the last one? Yeah, he dropped the head, didn't he, on Jamie George? Yeah, he did. In so the semi-final. He was banned. But the thing is, you, you've got to think, and this is... Oh, was, that, was that the World Cup? Well, that was the World he, Cup. Something with the referee, wasn't it? He told Wayne Barnes. Ah, he called, called Wayne Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cheat, I think. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, he is. No, no, Wayne Barnes is a very good ref. He's a good bloke as well, Yeah, he is a good ref. Um, um, very good ref. Kiwis are bitter about it. <laughs> <laughs> We've let it go. We've let it go. It is gave difficult, us a isn't it? Yeah. Because I, I, if well, Rob Shaw didn't go, did he? And he was England captain. He didn't go on the Lions tour. Was he? England how can you rule time? someone out now for being banned? In, mm. in I, I, I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah. You want Dylan Hartley playing on the edge, and um, I think the issue becomes what is Warren Gatland doesn't like Warren Gatland doesn't like um, Dylan Hartley. End of. How do you know this? He's, he's, they, they go at each other in the press, don't they? Previously, talk about winding them up. Uh, you know, when you're talking England Wales. Um, so, but, do you think it would take a lot for him to get on the team anyway? Yeah, I, I think well, so. Yeah. I, well, I, for me, Best's the best hooker. Best is the best hooker. Mm. Uh, There's a good one. Uh, you know, Rory Best. How good is he? You know, playing at the minute, he deserves to be at the minute, in my opinion, the first choice hooker. But I think how I think Jamie George and I'm, I am biased. Yeah, but Jamie, if you look yeah. at it across the board. You know, we've got one of the best scrums, one of the best line. He's one of the best line-out throwers I've ever played with. And what he does in the loose, 
is, I think, you know, apart, apart from best at the breakdown, where he's good, at, he's yeah. good over the ball. But James George is, the, is a fast fat kid, isn't he? Yeah, Does he get some stick about his, his body the, shape? Nickname for girth. The girth, the belly <laughs> so, on him. Exactly. I love him, mate. He's, he's, quite, he's quick, he's, he's a good player, very good player. All right, he's well, we, let's the good, the bad, the ugly. Is there any other ugly in there, or you want to finish it off? No, no, that's, that's, that's it. it. That's that's Dylan Hartley, ugly, ugly, ugly. ugly. Thank you very much, Gertie. All right, let's go straight into the filthy 15. We're into inside centre. Okay, so, so again, I'm struggling with backs. But I have to go for this man uh, because many listeners would have heard of him. He's a, he's a good lad. Be lap. careful what you say now. I, know exactly. what, I think I know what's coming. Because it coming. is His Royal Highness, Mr Mike Tyndall. This opens so many oh, legal yeah. doors up. I know. So I have to be careful because obviously, you know, they do... Don't be careful. We need to get to number one. Snipers and security staff do look after him and his family. And yes, so everything off the back of throwing dwarfs around in New Zealand is obviously an easy one. Um, I think me and did you you went to the wedding didn't you because you yeah. were showing everyone that photo of me naked on a yeah, bed no, so you were showing that. the queen showing the queen you were todger yeah just the simple fact that he invited us to the wedding so you know like young lads now say mate it was sick as in it was good like I would say that that wedding that we went to was filthy it was <laughs> it was one of the most surreal experiences I've ever been to so I'm there in my kilt because I'm Scotland till I die the wedding's in Scotland and much more Scottish than Tim Visser. Much more cool. Scottish than Tim Visser. And I remember Prince Harry comes up to me and he's absolutely slippered. And he says, mate, that looks like my nan's curtain. <laughs> and I just said, mate, you've got ginger hair. Simple as that. But that wedding, you know, to be there, a part of him was absolutely filthy. Is there any stories of him doing the whale? Yes, no, there's not. Um, is there any stories about him... Um, Slamming glasses. No, there's not. Agudi, have you got any about about? I've got many stories on tins, but coach, I'm just coach Mike. Know, le- legally, I'm not willing to say anything. Getting to go to his wedding, speaking to the Queen herself. She said that looked very smart. I mean, really? Slipped, so you got, you s- talk me through that conversation. So we were in the courtyard in the Holyrood. We we're eating canapes, but they weren't cocktail sausages and pineapple and uh, <laughs> they weren't and pineapple and cheese. What you think on a cocktail stick? There was stuff coming out on these porcelain spoons. They might have even been alive. It looked like fish or something. <laughs> Lovely. Back on the dish and then saw the Queen. She commented on how smartly dressed I was. I like your curtains, she said. No, that's Prince Harry said about the curtain. But she was thinking bloody hell that that would look good on the wall. She said, What's hiding behind my curtains? Yeah, and I'm looking around. I'm looking around. There's snipers on the roof. Actually. There's genuinely snipers on the roof. But one of the funniest things about that wedding was so with Leslie Varnacola, the old Tongan uh, the, the, the well, England, Tongan descent, played for England on the wing, played rugby league, was one of the best rugby yeah, leagues to yeah. ever play, played at Gloucester. So he's obviously got dressed up for the occasion. You know, so we've I've gone kilt, some of the guys have gone black tie, tin flute, the smartest Armani suit they could bring out. He's gone and hired something that looked like something out of Dumb and Dummy, a white kind of shiny suit, suit with a white top hat that had like <laughs> awfully did that had black stains all around it and so all the lads all the rugby lads were sat on the front row um, of the ceremony with the queen there and he's just sat there and he's you know he's 18, 19 stone but my last memory of the wedding was him and I'm not it's lying best, I'm not making it up no, if I'm carrying Prince William out into the out into the garden, trying to take it, trying to kidnap him, get, yeah. to get him on the bus, You're trying to get him on the bus, kidnap him out there, and you've got all you can see that all the secret security. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? Prince Harry's lying in a pool of glass. He's knocked over a glass table, and simply for that reason, for one of the sickest events I've ever been to in my life, it was filthy. His Royal Highness. 
Coach Mike Tyndall. Coach Mike Tyndall. That's good. That's phenomenal, That's chair. Good. That is good. Yeah. Phenomenal. And, and every word of that is, in Jim's mind, true. Obviously, I'm going to take myself away from that. I don't believe any of it because, you know, for legal reasons, uh, you know, none of that happened, just in case. Prince Did you Harry get to sp- uh, speak to the Queen while you were there? Uh, yeah, it's quite funny. We all stood around. I can't remember whether I stood with you or not, but we all stood around. And everyone's like, oh, when the Queen comes over, we're going to try and, all right, Liz, how you doing? All the lads are just trying to outdo each other. Yeah, I'm going to say this to her. All this, that she rocks up and everyone bows. Everyone's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's pathetic seeing like huge grown men two minutes before said, Yeah, I'm such a lad, I'm going to say this. And they all crumble when the Queen's in front of them. And I was one of them. I'll tell cool. you what, my whole perspective on the royal family did change when I was there. Such normal, yeah, down to earth, yeah, people. down to earth people who were obviously in a position one of power and secondly of public, you know, spotlight being on them constantly. Um, they were good value though. Did you get briefed day. beforehand of how you're supposed you to? Like sent, we got sent loads of security oh, stuff. Didn't yeah, we? Yeah. And we had to you, put our, hand our phones in. Yeah, the phones got handed in. You got sent these emails saying you must do this, this, this. And anyway, what a day! That so, was a great day, wasn't it? Yeah. Ma- Mike, thanks for the invite. Cheers, Mike. So yours was Mike as well? No, well it was going to be, but obviously legally, um, you know, I'm not as stupid as Jim. Um, you know, he's obviously caused a bit of a stir with Rabbitgate. Now we could have the the royal press and. the Royal legal team afterwards. So I'm just going to go something completely different. We've got to have one of each, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be Mike. But I'm going to go to Pat Howard, who was in the centre. Uh, back in our Leicester days. Um, brilliant coach. Um, obviously coached myself and Jim, and I, you know, I owe a lot of my career to, to his help when I was a, a young kid. But what I loved about Pat was he, he played hard, physically, um, training, etc., etc., but drank as hard as anyone I've ever seen. And, and his favourite... His favorite Two things he used to do was, one, we'd be in a bar anywhere and he'd just decide to get himself absolutely butt naked. Um, the amount of times we'd play away in France and all of a sudden we'd be out having a load of beers. We'd won, obviously. Um, all of a sudden, Pat would just appear from nowhere, butt naked, stand on a table and start drinking. And he probably, with the amount of pubes he had, he probably shouldn't have stood naked. <laughs> how, I was literally going to say, <laughs> how hairy. He's the hairiest bloke you've ever seen, so you couldn't see a lot down No manscaping. No, no, not at all. There was so no, I go to this, it was just full rug. I go to this one time, we played... A game at Leicester. Uh, for the life of me, I can't remember who we played, but it was a big win. Um, and there's there's a few of us out. Pat Howard's there, who's back's coach at the time. Uh, myself, Jordan Murphy, Leon Lloyd's there, and and, and Pat and Leon were stood at the bar together. Um, and we're all stood at the bar having a bit of a drink. Pat turns around um, and we're just having a drink there, you know, a bit of a crack. Um, and all of a sudden, Leon says, um, looks at Pat and he says, "Why is my leg getting warm?" And Pat looks at him. He's like. Because I'm pissing on you, mate. What the <laughs> fuck are you going to do about it? Because I'm the coach. You haven't got the bottle to do anything. So Leon looks at him, and Leon had a short fuse, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Tough bugger. Real proper cov lad. Normally would just knock someone out for that. And he just looked at him and he went, No, you're right, Pat. You're my coach. I'm not going to do anything. Walked off with absolutely his nuts between his legs. Gone. <laughs> so for Pat Howard pissing on another player, using the whole, I'm your coach, what are you going to do about it? I thought that was pretty filthy. Yeah. And he's hairy. All right, so uh, we've got to make a choice. Tony, and only one you're, choice. You're on here, mate. Do you want to? Do you want to uh, make a decision on that one? It's got to be. It's got to be Tyndall. It's got to be Tyndall. That was that was phenomenal, Chad. Yeah, that great. was absolutely okay. phenomenal. So Tyndall is our uh, number two. Number twelve. But I think you've got a good bench warmer there. It's certainly a warmer, isn't it? Yeah. Warmer. Leg. Yeah. <laughs> all right, thank you very much for coming, guys. And uh, once again, if you're listening to this, get your friends, get your family, get all your mates to download no. it. We need to get to number one no. uh, in the sports <laughs> podcast. And we're so close. I can't stress you enough how important these next two days are <laughs> for you to get your friends to download it so we can beat The Guardian. And just remember, if Goody comes out of retirement to play for your team, 
Anyone who knocks him out gets a signed Scotland ball. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs>